0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show. Good to be with you right here from Studio22BlazeTV.com slash humor. Go get it. You can use promo code Chad. And uh, you get all the stuff that you need to get. There's all the podcasts on there as well as all of the shows that are on there. And one of the most special ones that are on there. And you guys are watching it. I'm telling you guys have all seen it. And that is in the woods with phil robertson he's sitting here with me in the hot seat today he's, we're gonna make it the hot seat today phil he is he's talked all day long he's talked out so this is going to be the chad prather show with me talking and phil's gonna nod every now and then okay
1: <laughs> i just give you a thumbs up or <laughs>
0: <laughs> now before you went on something's off with andrew heaton he asked me yesterday uh and it was a very it was a very feminine moment that he and i had together because we were both getting makeup put on our face he said does, does Phil Robertson talk about anything besides Jesus or duck hunting? And I said, well, it's hard-pressed, hard-pressed to find a whole lot. I said, and if you ask him a big open-ended question, he may still give you a nope. <laughs> but I heard it some of, I heard some of the recording, and it was good. So. I tend to get a little bit uh,
1: uh, zoned in mm-hmm. when I, I read a story and I've researched it repeatedly. That puts uh, peace between yourself and God, and immortality on the table. I tend to check that seriously.
0: It's a pretty, it's a pretty heavy topic.
1: I'm telling you, it is. So I got I'm, a feeling I'm looking at the chance it. of immortality. So, <laughs> yeah, I discussed that quite a bit. I'm thinking, man,
0: <laughs> that whole living forever everything. It's appealing. I'm telling you, it is. Let me introduce these folks sitting over here in the puppet. Guy. We got folks everywhere all over Studio 22. We got the puppet master, Mark. And then oh, this baby. is, uh, he's the director. And then we got Candice, the queen of the Ethiopians. That's a biblical reference right over there. She's never been to Ethiopia, but she didn't know she was the queen of it. But she is. I'm trying to get her to read that Bible passage. And speaking of trying to get people to read Bible passages, i got party file Steve sitting over here. I oh. think we need to send him to West Monroe, Louisiana, so maybe you could make something out of him. Like a duck hunter. Well, like, so, so or Jesus, something, he, a man out he of he it. Got, he got a look about him. <laughs> <laughs> he does have a look. I don't know <laughs> if he can get that beard grown out. And then, of course, we got our ever-favorite hot news, Natalie, over there, who's always on the topics of the day. Now, I was sitting with uh, Al, your eldest son, and I asked him, I said, tell me how your dad raised four boys with the energy that they've got, and he didn't kill all of you. And he said, one of the things was that you told him you knew they were going to fight, and they were going to get into it because they're boys, but remember that your brother's, so don't go breaking arms and really hurting anybody because then they'd get in trouble. But other than that, was he fair in that assessment? Pretty close. Uh,
1: the code was, it was short. <laughs> i let them know boys. The only rule around here is there are no rules. <laughs> they were like, I said, however, I said, never disrespect your mother. Because I watched you, up being born, and I, I've i been saluting women worldwide ever since I saw that. Because I was thinking, I don't know how this is going to work out. My sex life was shot, for, but I got over it in about a month. But it hurt my sex life about a month. I said, I'll live over it. So there's your boys. I said, never disrespect your mother. Three licks if you disrespect mother. If she tells you something, do it. You disrespect her. She's going to tell me about it. Three licks. I said, no fighting in the house. I said, now, look, you can get loud if you want to make a point. I don't mind be preaching and hollering. Whatever you want to do, get a little loud. I said, that's no problem. I said, but if it comes to blows where we're fighting, I said, I end the fight by three licks. And I said, the only other thing is if you tear up perfectly good equipment for no good reason, Three licks for just being stupid. So that was the code. We went with it. And uh, Jay tells the story. He said, and he's given a speech to an audience the other night. And he said, I asked my dad. I walked by one day, and I saw my dad sitting in his chair. And he said, I wanted to find out some information. He said, so, and I didn't know what the answer was. So he said, Dad what are STDs? And I said, what are STDs? I said, come over and sit down, son. So he came over and he sits down. I gave him a speech. Somewhere in the speech, this was Jason. Jason said, I made the remark that some of these microbes crawling around on this stuff, I said, will eat your genitals off your body. He said, that caught my attention. He said, y'all have to remember something. I wasn't but eight years old (laughs) when I asked him about the STDs. He said, when he got through with that speech, he said, I'm here to tell you, God, and everybody. I started dating Missy, my girlfriend. We waited until we married, and we've kept our sex right there ever since I heard that speech. <laughs> <laughs> so, therefore, I'm just saying you can be blunt with your children, but if they're sons, you better shuck the corn with them because it's a pretty good story. He yeah. said, "He said I remain pure until i married.
0: And and that, said, that's Dale. true.
1: He said, but it was the speech that did it.
0: I just had a, a conversation with one of my sons. It's never been uncomfortable for me to tell my kids the truth. Some people get uncomfortable with that, whether it's a sex talk or just life or eternity or whatever you're talking about. I'd rather they hear those kind of talks from me right,
1: rather than someone else. And you, your own sons, Absolutely. they need to hear from you.
0: And we had the STD talk because here he is getting it from the school, and they're trying to tell him about STDs and pregnancy and safe sex. And I said, no, no, no. There's only one safe sex, and that is get married yeah. and have sex with that one person That's who right. got married to you who's chosen to have sex That's with right. that one person for the rest of your life. And it's plenty. Yeah.
1: It's all you need.
0: It's all you need. All you need. all you need. It's all you need. My dad told me a couple I was, things. I was talking
1: I to your man there, and, and, I, and I reminded <laughs> him of that. He <laughs> yeah. was telling me, well, you know, I don't want anybody <laughs> telling me who I'm have sex. I said, hey. Yeah. I said, one man, one woman, it's all you need.
0: It really is all you need. There's only so much you can get in life anyway. You know, I, I was telling, uh, I had a nephew who, my, my dad, my late father, he died a, a year ago this past week. And uh, he was a man of not a lot of words, very austere, didn't waste words. But he had a dry sense of humor. And he and he was talking to my nephew, who's now in his mid-30s. And, and this boy was going from one girl to one girl, and they were all ruining his life. Mm-hmm. And he said, man, I ain't never felt anything felt any different. So (laughs) I don't see, he said it all feels the same. That's right. So why are you letting these people wreck your life? That's right. Yeah. So it really is. It's a real conversation. You had, do you ever look back and wish you had some girls? Is there any regrets? Like I needed something to soften Phil Robertson's home up with a little, with a daughter.
1: Miss Kay wanted a daughter, but I thank God that uh, I didn't have daughters. I just found boys. Easier to work with. <laughs> I don't know whether I could have put a belt on my daughter's butt. I yeah. just don't think I could have done it. That's like you a sure Texas
0: Ranger shooting Bonnie Parker. I mean, they didn't know how to do that either. I Boys, mean- <laughs> you know,
1: bend over the calf. Pop, pump bump, bump. Never over three. And but uh, I, I, I disciplined them. But I don't know whether I could have put a belt on my daughter's
0: behind. Okay? Liz, uh, Natalie,
2: I was actually going to comment on that. Yeah. I, I spank our girls Mm -hmm. because joe's like don't get me started like i don't don't even think i'm just not in that realm but he'll handle bradley not that they have to get spanked a lot because we handled it in the beginning yeah um they get it when they need it but i actually spank our daughters
0: so i got five kids my oldest daughter is now 21 i spanked her pretty good maybe too much when she was two years old two and a half years old but she was into something that was dangerous and I had to prove a lesson, and I figured out with five kids, you don't have to spank them all. You just spank one real good and let the others watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that works. Well, you know, we—I <laughs> I taught my
1: boys that when I said no, oh, they meant they—they they knew I meant no, right? Because I would see them when they were crawling around the floor, you know, and they would crawl toward that one ten wall socket and reach up for that. Mm-hmm. I said, nope. So, and I and I popped the back of the hand. and said, get away from that. But I trained them even from this high. Uh, I have a theory from just, I taught school for a while, but I've just observed if they don't love you and respect you by the time they get out of the ninth grade, it's that ninth grade, and I wondered about it, and then it occurred to me, that's about when they begin to sin. Ninth, tenth grade, you know, they start getting on up there. So I think once they start to sin, they would come to me when they were like third grade. They said, Dad, we want you to baptize us. And I said, you're too young right now. I said, right now you're coming to me and wanting me to baptize you. I said, because your heart is good. You, you. I said, but once you start to sin, I said, there's going to be a little distance between us. I said, Here's the way it'll work. Once you start to sin, you're asking me now to baptize, and I'm telling you no. Let's wait. I said, once you start to sin, I said, I'm the one who's going to be looking you up Mm -hmm. and say, what about now? They said, oh, Dad, we would never do that now. Well, I waited until they started to sin, and I said, remember that conversation I had with you about baptizing you? I said, what about now? Now you're ready, and they would go. I ended up baptizing all of them, but when they felt guilty, they just hated to tell me yeah. about their sins. The
0: water gets hot. <laughs> it's <laughs> I'm like still Neil to get to a I, point where party Fowl wants to get baptized.
1: <laughs> I, I saw talking to old Neil Cavuto the other day, and he was talking about you know the sins Donald Trump has, you know, and how could people, do Christians, you know, back Trump? I said, Oh, I've got a lot of sins too, Neil. I said, I bet. If you checked, even on Neil Cavuto, Cavuto might have a few sins. What do you think, Neil? Come on out with it. He said, oh, you're talking about me? Never. And he said, it's getting hot in here.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Do you feel like you can get away with things, though, being who you are, kind of that sage voice of wisdom? Because you are that—people look at you as— uh, uh, an ideological father figure. Yep. It's kind of that. Well, do you feel like you can get away with saying things like that to people like Neil Cavuto or whoever it is? Because I don't think you shy away from anybody.
1: You know, I haven't thought about that. No, but I don't, I don't, I didn't want to take advantage of him or anything, but if he was going to badmouth somebody for having a sinful past, yeah, I said, well, you can include me in that. I said, I used to be a rank heathen. I've been drunk high laid with the worst of them. I said, so I've got plenty of... I said, look, I said, Cavuto, if our litmus test is you can't hold the office of the presidency unless you have never sinned. I said, that's going to wind the thing up. I'm telling you. Yeah. I (laughs) said, look.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Going to back it all up." I mean,
1: think about that, though. America's now, these days, they're searching into people's backgrounds, trying to figure out where they went wrong.
0: I'm sinning right now, Phil.
1: Well, I don't don't even mean to. I'm just saying. It's just the way it goes. We've lost our ability. I love when Jesus said it helped me out a whole lot when he, they, his disciples came to him and they said, "Lord, how many times should we forgive someone when they sin against us?" Seven. And I told someone, I said, "In America, I don't even think they'd give you seven. Yeah, two or three, maybe three. Three strikes, you're out. Yeah." Jesus's reply to him was 70 times seven. Because if you add up all of, if we each added up our sins, I had more than seven. That's for sure. <laughs> I think I might have more than
0: 70 times
1: seven. Hey, <laughs> and me too. Right. So I'm just saying, you're like, mm, we've been forgiven of a lot. Therefore we need to forgive others of a lot. And I noticed that, uh, you end up with a lot more peace of mind when someone sins against you and you just forgive them and move on. They curse you. You say nothing back. Just walk away and you're not bitter. You're like, hmm. takes more strength to take a cussing and walk away and you're not bitter yeah. than it does just to retaliate and go show them, give them peace of your mind. Well, you got two people hollering each other, screaming. You're like, yeah. yeah it's just, yeah. Strength is just having the. Having the discipline just to take a cussing and get on it. <laughs> well, you
0: know, Jesus said a soft answer turns away wrath. Hey. And I, there's something to be said about that. If it somebody's is. mad at you, there's there's a way to just kind yep. of calm that situation and take it all down. Let me ask you this. I want to change gears. I want to come back to that, though, because that's one of the things. And I'm always, I never, I try not to be remiss. When I see you, I want to ask you how Miss Kay's doing. She's doing good? Doing great. Feeling good? Feeling good. Still putting up with you? Yep. All right, that's good.
1: She's a kind. Gentle, she's like Sarah, who called. I know you. It may take you a while, with you and your woman. But Sarah called Abraham her master. Her master. Well, that way, that's the way Miss K treats me. Mm-hmm. She's like that I goes mean,
0: over real well in 21st century America.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is money. the most serving woman. What do you want? What do you need? You got enough money in your billfold? She, she says, "Let me get you some more money in your billfold because you fixed to go.
0: I mean, she's bless her heart. Got you some sandwiches in a sack for the oh. road. Bless her heart. She
1: is a good woman. I've been running with that one since she was fourteen. So uh pretty cool. It we've is been, pretty we've cool. been together a long time.
0: Isn't it amazing, though, that people can't tell that story these days? That's not a story people can tell, one of of longevity. Let's just leave it at that. Forget forget monogamy and and just faithfulness. Forget all that point. stuff. You have a point. But just longevity of a relationship she
1: was forgiving on the front end when i was the heathen she waited me out i repented turned to god and that passed it up and we went on together and that's been on about a, about 45 years so uh so it's been quite now you are you, are you one
0: of those guys when she gets on a war path you 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 talk it out or do you go get a duck blind
1: she never gets on the wall. She pack. doesn't. No. Yeah. Look, we we've it's been years, <laughs> years and years since there was belligerence. Yeah, yeah. Why are you? No, uh, no, yeah. I mean, been like 30, 40 years. It's yeah. been so far back. Things are amazingly. You say things are twin, tranquil. Around the Robertson household,
0: <laughs> it's better to fish on water that ain't moving, right?
1: You get up in the morning. I got up in the, this morning. Here's a here's a a, a little testimony. I'm, I got up. I said, "Whoa, Dallas, Texas." So I get old old Ben me a cup of coffee and drink a cup of coffee. And I was telling uh, Beck about this a while ago. Somebody says, "Have you cursed yet today, Phil?" I said, "No." They said. Have you been mad about anything? I'm like, no. Have you had to get belligerent with anyone today? Uh, no. Have evil thoughts been running through your head today while you've been over here in Dallas, Texas? No. You say, any wild women involved here since you got here? No. Welcome so, to the Chad Prank. So here's my point. <laughs> your My point is... This thing about getting up and it's impossible to do good. Well, I've already pulled it off today. (laughs) I've done nothing wrong. Just about 365 a year. So you say, well, then there'll be tonight. and We'll get up and go back to Monroe way. You say, are you expecting any sinful behavior along the way? No. I'm just saying people get this in their head that it's too difficult to be good. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking... How hard could it be? I mean, you've got to be looking
0: to be bad, huh? You've got to be looking to be bad. I, I, I'm thinking That's you're right. It. Well, well I, if I'm, you're looking at and going I'm to Romans, bad, it's because I was looking. Romans one says, you know, their their feet run towards evil, and yep. their mouth speaks evil, and it, it, it's it's people, it's what they're pursuing. That's yep. the big difference yep. there. You you so you let's go back a little bit. Did you ever in a million years think? You would go from a duck call business to reality television the way that you did. Never. You don't ever curse Willie and say, Willie, what did you do to us? It never crossed my mind
1: that what would take place would take place. It never crossed my mind. One of the things, my four sons were there when A&E came by and pitched the show to us. And I'm sitting there listening to them, and I thought, I said, let me get this right. You think that if you film a bunch of rednecks shooting ducks, that to go. I said, I don't believe
0: it. I said, I don't think they'll watch that. It became iconic. We it sure became one of the – Watch it. Well, they, and, and
1: so they said, well, y'all talk about it and make it a decision. Give us a call. So they leave. And my four sons, Willie and them, said, Dad, what do you think? I said – I don't think a bunch of rednecks shooting ducks <laughs> is going far. I said, they don't even want you to kill anything anymore. I said, so I don't believe that's going to fly. I said, but, but, I said, boys, there's one thing, one way we could look at it. <clears throat> what if the Almighty's behind it? What if He's just giving us a bigger format mm-hmm. to reach more people? I said, I preach the gospel to all of them to come by here and visit me. I said, but, you know, if you had a reality TV show, that'd probably create maybe thousands, you know, like a thousand instead of millions. But I said, I said, so if the Almighty has a hand in it, I said, you won't be able to stop it then. I said, it'll go ballistic then. I said, so I'm just saying, y'all make the final call. I said, but just remember, if God's behind it, it'll go. If he's not behind it, I said, that thing ain't going anywhere. I said, but we'll just, y'all want to see, try it. I said, fine with me. So the thing did work, but what came out of that is thousands were converted from mm-hmm. that. From that show. They're still coming to my house down there. They're still coming. A lot of them will come in and say, Mr. Robinson, will you will you marry us? I'm not a preacher, so I can't legally marry anybody, but they think I'm a preacher. They say, will you marry us and baptize us? Because we know we've been sinful, you know, we've been shacked up instead of marrying. We know it's not right. So we tell them about Jesus, tell them about marriage, like I did a while ago with a couple down here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we, we, we marry them. In my living, I get a preacher down there. He marries them. We walk from right there, walk down on the river, and I baptize them and have a big meal, crawfish ball or something.
0: That makes me want to renew my (laughs) vow. I was going to (laughs) say.
1: I'm just saying the way it turned out, you said that I think I was going to. I never dreamed that many people would be involved and so many would be converted over some little reality TV show. Yeah. I watched that show.
2: I recorded every episode. So you can fast forward the commercials. But, you know, it's interesting. You bring up a good point because a lot of reality TV about families is about disorder. And that's why you watch. I mean, I'm guilty. I've tuned in for the disorderly. Kardashians once or twice there's been a lot happening and um, the one thing that this family brought was order and peace and a word you said earlier was tranquility and I think so many people are hungry for that and that was what was so attractive was the values and the integrity that was put back into the um, into holy matrimony and you made it fun and then you know I learned about frog hunting too so thanks for that I can't
1: believe They told me to cut. Somebody said, they're they're cutting in Jesus' name out of your prayer. And I said, what? And they said, the production crew, when you say in Jesus' name, you pray, thank God for a meal, you you say in Jesus' name, amen. They're cutting that part out. And I said, well, why would they cut that out? So I sat down and talked with them. I said, what are y'all doing? I said, you're cutting me saying, I'm praying in the name of Jesus here, our Savior, amen. Why would you cut that, cut that out? They said, well, we didn't want to offend any of the Muslims. I said, what's the Muslims got to do with us down there on the river thanking God for our food?
0: You got a lot of them in West Monroe, do you?
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) I said, put that back in there. They said, what? I said, put that back in there. Don't cut that out anymore. I said, we think go round and round. Y'all don't have this TV show. Well, so you'd press them, you know, whether well, they'd put it back in there. Once they put it back in, about a week went by, two or three, and they said, Well, Mr. Thompson, time for the prayer for the with the meal. So they'd have all the cameras set up. And they said, Four, three, two, one. So they'd start filming. So I, I prayed, and I said, Lord, I said, please forgive this bunch that's filming us and do not burn them in the fires of hell. I said, give them time to repent, Lord. Don't burn them yet. Give them a little more time because they don't even like the name of your son in a prayer. I said, give them time, Father. In the name of Jesus, I said, I'm asking this prayer. Burn them all unless they repent. <laughs> Amen. But well, when I looked up, look, all the cameramen were like. They were like <laughs> Smite them hip and they The bow. look on their faces. <laughs> It goes without saying that's the prayer that no one ever heard.
0: <laughs> Boy, they racked that sucker. That's that's what I'm talking about, Phil. That's the that you get away with stuff. You can get away with these things, and I, you know what? I'm glad that you choose to do it. I really am because you know, at some point in time, somebody's come out there, and I think God, I'm gonna get off track here. That's one of the things. You know, I think Donald Trump. He's not PC. He's not influenced by the media, and he said, I'm going to say what I want to say. I'm going to speak by my convictions and do the things that I'm going to do. We could talk about that until we're blue in the face. I know how you feel on that deal, but let me go back to something. So I was sitting on a bus in Nicaragua with your daughter-in-law. Me and my wife were sitting there in Nicaragua with Missy, and we were down there to visit these kids that we were supporting down in Nicaragua, and we'd just gotten off a plane. We were all tired, and I asked Missy. I said, this was after a lot of your controversy that had come up connected with the show and the media attention that was there that was negative. And I said, in light of all the negatives that that have been there, because she'd shared some stories with us, I said, would you still do it again? And she said, you know, yeah, we would, because it gave us a platform to be who we are and to give the message. you feel the same way about that?
1: Probably so. I'd probably do it again. I noticed reality shows, you make a lot of money, but, but they are a hassle. I mean, they're a big hassle. People following you all the time. I mean, it's a big, big headache. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So, I remember that after part that. of it. I didn't really like really like that much of it. Me. I mean, I had to get a gate. I mean, I had to get video surveillance and a gate because so many people were coming down to my yard. I'd look out there and it'd be 75 vehicles. I'm like,
2: Yeah, sorry about that. I'm just a really big fan. <laughs> yeah, I said. I
1: never did
2: that. I, I said, Miss
1: K we're gonna need a gate. I, I said, stayed in
0: Jep's house. He don't even know it. <laughs> Jace gave me the Jace gave me the code though, so I put yeah, it on. There you him. go.
1: So I mean, but anyway, but just man, that that gets old. Yeah, I know it does. Um, you know, you want to be nice to people, but it, it was it was a tough one.
0: Well, I so I, Jace and, and Al both told me they said, Look, when they came to you and said, Look, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to put you off the show for a little while. Yep. And I know the family came together in solidarity and you said, well, why are they put me off the show? And they told you the reason from the interview, and you said that's all I had to do to get off of this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have done that. I a long said, time Well, I'll ago. tell
1: you one thing, I said they're not gonna hear any complaints out of me. <laughs> so the O A and E, they finally show back up after about nine days. I was I got axed and I never said a word. Yeah. I said. I said, this bunch. Well, they come down there. Oh, we're just family, you know, and we really, really, we actually didn't fire you, Mr. Robinson. I said, well, what it said was indefinite hiatus. (laughs) I said, I looked up hiatus in the dictionary, and it said a gap in the proceedings. (laughs) I said, I was no longer there. I said, I think you fired me. (laughs) So anyway, I preached the gospel to them, and they said well they're going to officially reinstate me you know so they did and they left i said by the way i said did y'all ever get an irate phone call from me over me getting the axe they said no sir we didn't hear a word from you i said you know why i'm not worried about this Mm -hmm. i said i said these sins that are listed in the bible whether it be homosexual sins heterosexual sins lying, stealing. I said, they are what they are. I'm not picking on any specific group because of their sexual sins. I said, sin is sin. I have the lists. I've got enough sense to read them. They are what they are. I said, the verses still stand. It's not me that people have the problem with. It's the one who wrote that. They're the one I have the problem with. Mm -hmm. I said, I didn't write. These are old writings, 2,000 years old and older. I said, God wrote that, not me. He had it written. I said, I don't know what to tell you. People are like, yeah, 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 me, because somebody said, Do you believe homosexual behavior is a sin? And I thought, boy, what kind of interview is this going to be? (laughs) You know, it was an interview from a magazine. That was the first sentence, first question. And I'm like, Well,. 1 Corinthians 6, 9, and 10 says, and I quoted the verse where it is said, but that's all I did. I just right. quoted a verse, but I didn't give them the verse, 1 Corinthians 6, 9, and I just said, don't be deceived, you know. Mm-hmm. you know. Do you not know that the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God? And then he lists 10 sins there. Well, one of them is homosexual behavior, but I just gave him the verse and uh, let it be. Two weeks to three weeks into the thing, somebody figured out that it was a Bible verse. And somebody finally told him, all he did was quote a Bible verse. Mm-hmm. The guy asked him a question. He quoted a Bible verse. They're like, that's not in the Bible. They said, huh? It's in there.
0: You, he, do you feel like they were trying to do something to trap you? I think That so. was the goal? I think Because so. I know Jay said that, they, he said, you going to stop this? And the guy said, well, no, you going to go in there and do the interview? And Jay said, I wouldn't go in there if my lawyer was giving me the answers right, right. Now.
1: <laughs> So basically, it, it was sort of entrapment. Uh, They can sort of set me up, but the verse still stands. You know, not gone anywhere. Yeah, we've converted a lot of people with all kinds of sexual sins. So hey, we just take it on the chin and move on,
0: and hold your head up. You know, the Apostle Paul says in 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 Philippians chapter four, he says, "I've learned in whatever situation I'm in to be content, whether I've abounded or been abased." And I've always said contentment is being able to sit down on the inside. You don't lose sleep over things. That's kind of been your mantra, hasn't it?
1: Yeah, if you think about it, a lot of verses in there. Uh, Everyone will be persecuted who lives a godly life in Christ Jesus. Everyone. Jesus said, blessed are you when people hate you. Blessed are you when they exclude you. Blessed are you when they insult you. Blessed are you when they reject your name as evil because of me. He said, leap for joy. He said, Great is your reward in heaven. So Jesus said when the vitriol and the hatred and all that comes, he said, don't hold it against them. Just keep moving. He said, you're going to be rewarded greatly for telling them. All you can do is tell people. If mm-hmm. they're mad at you about it, I'm just saying, hey, think about it, dude. Uh, you know, think about it. No, no use getting hostile here. But yeah. I don't mind taking Party foul.
0: Yeah. Party foul. Are you listening? I'm listening. Are you awake? I listen all the time. Get the filter. I'd rather have. Get the blinders off your eyes, I like a a message given to me like this than in a lot of other environments. You've done a good job of that, Phil, because it's, it's real. It's a conviction. I love them
1: enough to tell them the bad news. We are sinners, and we're going to go six feet deep as surely as I'm sitting here. We're going to die. Jesus comes down and removes our sins and is resurrected from the dead to show us you can live beyond the grave. In my opinion, until somebody can top that story, I've got to go with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, someone said, well, I'll take my chances without Jesus. I said, dude, what chance is that? you got a six-foot hole waiting on you, and you're telling me before you would bow to Jesus, you're just going to your death Without him, I said, I don't have a chance without him. Yeah. Neither does anyone else. So I just try to convince them. I love them enough to tell them. and I just tell them if they want to get hostile. Look, just think about it. Calm down. Just think about it, and I'm on down the road.
0: <laughs> I like that. Tell and if them. you don't have a story that can beat it, well, then there you go. Folks have seen this on my social media right here, and of course, this is this thing you got up. This was number one. Wasn't it on Amazon? This thing you don't even know, do you, Phil? God, I don't know why I take you places, phone nor a computer. I don't know so. why I take you anywhere anymore. You don't even know your own business. My oh, Lord, he just wants to go shoot ducks and blow calls and tell people about Jesus. Phil Robertson, the theft of America's soul, blowing the lid off the lies that are destroying our country. Now, I want I want to get into the table of contents here because this matters. These are the lies, and you're right. One, God is dead. Two, there is no devil. Three, truth is relative. Four, God did not create life. Five, sex for self-gratification. And it goes on. Six, virtue is outdated. Seven, laws can be ignored or changed if they're inconvenient. Eight, unity is not possible. Nine, the church participation in day-to-day life should be kept separate. Ten, Christians should shut their traps. And then, of course, you wrap it up in chapter 11, truth, the truth of truths. That right there. That's a good book. And that, I mean, that is to the point in every one of those. I mean, somebody, if you can't, that's, that's a daily debate. That is a look, that is a micro, a macro view of culture right there. That's the daily debate. And you sum it up in that book.
1: Trying to help them out. Yeah. Trying to help them. Think about it. I mean,
0: just and that's, trying
1: to point them in the right direction. I said, come on. Good and, the,
0: and that is the beauty of that right there is you don't, you, you're not preachy. You are, I mean, you, you're a guy who gave up the potential to go out and have a football career in order to duck hunt. Yep. And said, I, well, football season's during duck season. How was duck season this year?
1: Duck season over there was slow. I noticed when I got over here, it's spring, but I saw a lot of water. There's uh-huh. <laughs> a lot of water standing in Texas. The river in front of my house is 20 feet above normal, 20 feet. Now, you know. This ceiling here, I mean, you know, it's not twenty. Maybe it's eighteen to twenty. Maybe twenty. I can touch it. Huh? <laughs> that's
0: I don't how know all the way up. Phil, yeah, it might 20, be twenty. That's,
1: maybe twenty. That's but that's how far the river has come up. So we're about eight foot from uh, the highest it's ever been. So it came during duck season. So instead of us hunting over grass, flooded grass, the water's about ten or twelve feet deep. Not good, but, but we never get depressed when it comes to chasing ducks. We just wait till the next day and get even. You see what I am saying?
0: <laughs> now, my uncle, I grew up in Georgia, right on the South Carolina line. My uncle is there in South Carolina. They'll load up, and and four of them will load up in the truck. And they'll bring their carts and stuff on the flatbed trailer, and they'll switch turns driving. They'll drive all the way up to North Dakota and get right on the deal. And they they'll go out there and just ask. A property owner out there, if they can just oh, come yeah. out and hunt on their deal, oh, and yeah. they're practically kicking them up.
1: They, they're pretty hardcore, the, your uncles.
0: Yeah, that's big time. You bet. I, I can't get into all that. Yeah. But we were talking about that before we started taping because everything was kind of migrating down through Arkansas, and then it kind of moved over. Now Texas has gotten. That's right. Really good for the migratory. You're all
1: right. You're all right.
0: I can't. I, I I grew up shooting birds, but not ducks. Mm-hmm. and so it's a new world so I asked Al I said Al you think I could learn how to do it he said no <laughs> and so I took him at his word we have about
1: 60 blinds scattered out over about 1200 acres about 15 of them are floating blinds that float on logs cypress logs mm-hmm. and I have to make sure when the river I have to just keep tying keep adding rope and keep, keep tying them up. And then when they starts falling, I have to make sure they fall down where the shooting porch is not. You see what I'm saying? Right. So i got to make sure I'm there the last day when the water falls out. This water has been, been there since November, December, January, February, March. It's been there five months. You say you're waiting on it to recede. It'll probably be about... Uh, Mid-June to July before it finally comes all the way down again. Mm -hmm. So these waters come and go. The good news is off of that water, although it wasn't real good for ducks, since it came early and stayed late, you say the crawfish will be there by the millions. So we'll put our crawfish traps out when that water gets down shallow, and it's all the crawfish you can eat for the next month.
0: So you want us to come over about what, June? I'm just saying, yeah.
1: yeah. we we'll get, of- get one of these guys oh, to call wow. you up. But all you can eat, all yeah, you can so eat for
0: that nothing. That <laughs> Somebody got to get <laughs> through that gate first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we have crossed Phil, the Bill's got an AR-15. He picked people off the fence. Yeah. <laughs> oh, when my
1: guard dog barks, the AR-15, is it's it's never further than that. <laughs> I just don't want to be caught Unprepared. I know. Because in America now, I give a Sunday morning lesson to a rough neighborhood up there in West Monroe, Monroe. But I have about three or four there armed men just sitting there looking out in every direction just for protection. I have a pistol in my pocket, and I'm giving a Bible lesson. If If someone had told me that's how we would end up, Armed men around you to give a Bible lesson. I wouldn't have believed it. Yeah,
0: we have really. Yeah,
1: we just think about it in
0: America. You look at your lifetime, the things culturally that have changed. I'm hitchhiking out on the road in the
1: '50s, '60s. I'm standing out there, junior high, high school. I'm standing on the side of Highway 71, running from Shreveport to Texarkana. I got my thumb out. People stopped, get in the car with them. How far are you going? said, I'm going up here to Ida. That's where my girlfriend is. That's Miss Kay. They'd drive up there, and I'd get out. Sometime they'd go 20 miles. I'd get out. Mama and them knew we were hitchhiking. Nobody thought anything about it. We just hitchhiked everywhere we went. Didn't have any wheels. So we just hitchhiked, all of us. And we never even were were afraid at all. Mm-hmm. But now, how would you like to put your junior high kids them out there on a the highway?
0: Now, so my father, my father was a graduate of Clemson University there in South Carolina. That's how he got to and from school. I mean, if, if he came home for the weekend, he hitchhiked. That's how he got back. We wouldn't do it today. Yeah, we didn't. And now it. you go in Walmart, and there's a stuffed sign Phil. things have a change. (laughs) I'm telling you, listen, we went down to Nicaragua and we, we meeting with these little kids that we pay money to, you know, we support them and do all that. And Missy, she's got a sack full of gifts and she's like, she's like, here's some playing cards and here's this and that. She goes, now this has the faces of all my family on it. Right. So she's handing out all these things. And so we went over to my family's deal and I had my back turned to Missy and I'm handing out, Toys to the kid, and I said, "Now this has the face of all my family on it." She said, "What?" And I said, "No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a different world right there. Bro. Yeah, that's a whole other deal. I appreciate you. I appreciate this book. I encourage everybody. The theft of America's soul. Those are those are questions and answers that you put out there. You need to get it. Keep that thing reading. You, I, I look at you as not only a, as a go to. Um, almost a, a, a pastor for America because you got a pastor's heart. You could, you care about people. You take the message all the way back to the truth. I'm not seminary trained. Yeah, well, you don't have to be. Cemetery cha- trained is what I call it. Yeah. I am, <laughs> I am, and I will tell you, the seminary almost it turned the Bible into a textbook for me, yeah. and it got to a point where it was lifeless and dead. It, Probably and got it,
1: too theological. It,
0: it very much so too theological, yeah. and there's only there's only so much uh, you know hermeneutics. And uh, and systematic theology oh, yeah. and all the yeah. you know oh, yeah. only so much of that you can do before it becomes just an encyclopedia to yep. you. And it's well, I got appreciate it. It's got life to it. But I I want you to keep on doing it. We pray for you. We pray for your heart, your wisdom, your soul, Miss Kay, and all the family and the boys and and the families and the grandkids and everybody. I just want to go fishing. I don't I don't need to shoot anything. I've shot enough stuff in my life. I just want to go fishing. I keep telling Alice go fishing, and he never. Once you start me.
1: fishing with nets like we do. Hoop nets, yeah. trammel nets, or for volume of tonnage, yeah. pounds, uh, the rod and reel. But now Stone, who married my granddaughter, mm-hmm. is the is the crappie catcher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can line you up with him. I you, you, stone, you would yeah. love to hump. See, to fish see with stone.
0: the last time I saw you, we you were will over get them with him. Yeah, the last time I saw you, we were over at Jason Missy's new deal that they were doing it at the Moo Foundation for for their daughter. And uh I remember Willie came out there and he was talking about this big deer he'd killed and he's talking about talking about and you said, Well I killed one this morning too, and here's how I put it in a truck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the best eating I think. Bambi yeah.
1: I'll <laughs> shoot one of them yearlings at a RB. A bambi killer and a wall builder. I
0: know, hey. exactly. You'll <laughs> uh, kill anything that comes across that wall. That's it. I know. Would you give Trump a what, what grade would you give Trump right now? He had to grade him on it.
1: I, I would, I would give Trump
0: a high, high grade.
1: Uh, when I first met Trump, when he was running for office, they said, Willie said, "You got 15 minutes for Trump if you want it." I said, "Book it." <laughs> yeah. So I wrote down the gospel in hieroglyphic form: error coming down out of heaven, the cross, the tomb, the empty tomb, error coming out of it, and the return error. I just wrote it down on a piece of paper. So I. Uh, I went in there, they, they you know, you wanna talk about a a search. Mm-hmm. I mean these Secret Service people, they put you through a search. So they 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 put it all over me. So I walk in there, how you doing Trump? He said, Man, I Tell Willie, you know, you know, really appreciate him backing me. I hope you yeah, I'm I'm thankful for y'all. I said, Trump, whatever happens, I pulled out that piece of paper, I said, Whatever happens, don't miss this, whether you win or lose. And he looked down at that piece of paper, and he said, what is that? And I said, I'm glad you asked. I said, this is when God became flesh 2019 years ago. It was 2017, whatever that was. I said, he died on a cross for Donald Trump's sins. I said, Trump, you do have sins, don't you? He said, oh, yeah. I said, three days later, he's raised from the dead. I said, well, I'm going to die one he these days. And I said, and now the return. And when I left, I said... I just needed to give you that information. Don't forget that. He said, can I have that? I said, yeah. Well, about a month ago, six weeks ago, he calls me up to congratulate me on that book. And uh, he said, Phil, that paper you gave me? I said, yeah. He said, I still have it. That told me something about him.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Kept it. Yeah. See what I'm saying? So... He's high on my listing. I know he's uh, he's looking into Jesus. Whether he will embrace him by faith, I'm not a mind reader, and neither am I a judge. I just gave him the good news. It'll be up to him. But if you think about it, he's just a man. Yeah, just a man. So. Every once in a while, you run up on, you know, the Apostle Paul ran up on a few of the kings and the emperors and all this stuff. Every once in a while, you run up on one of them. you well, give them the same message you're giving everybody else, you know. Yeah. So I owed him that. Yeah. But I was glad he listened.
0: That's good. Yeah. I and mean, I've, I've talked to a lot of people like yourself who have spent time with him, personal time, and they said, you know what? He receives the message. He receives what? He needs to hear any, yep. he, any he response. You know rough, when somebody's being a little general. rough around the edges, but bit. he is, he is straight to the point. <laughs> yeah, He's direct. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's what we needed. Me too. It is. Do me a favor. It wouldn't be a show with Phil Robertson on if you didn't. I want you to pray for us. You do right. that? I want you to pray for our nation, pray for our platform, oh, pray wait. for our voice and all those things. And because we're up against a lot.
1: Father, it's a bunch of people in here and I'm not quite certain who's who. But I do pray for the entire bunch, I really do, this particular platform here, to just use common sense, Father, and logic mixed with spiritual matters. I pray, Father, that you bless their endeavor. Father, our country, there's a lot of them that have forgotten you. They have decided that it was not worthwhile to have you on their mind. For them, Father, I pray that there's a mass repentance on behalf of all America, that they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil who's taken them captive to do his will. Help us, Father, get the message out in front of people. Our country does not look good right now, Father. So give us some time, Father. Give them time to repent is my prayer. And hopefully, Father, more will bow their knee to you like they should. Thank you for for creating us. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for sending Jesus and a horrible death on our behalf. And uh, that mighty resurrection, it gives us great hope, and we're thankful for that. In the name of Jesus, I pray on behalf of all these good Texas folks, amen. Amen.
0: Amen. We're knocking down. All right. Amen. We're knocking stuff and just let it go, man. Let it go. Here's the book right there. You gotta get I saw
1: it. these bright lights falling. I said, Well he's answering this yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, he's starting to bring down the mighty places, the high places. <laughs> I'm telling you. Exactly. The theft of America's Soul, Phil Robertson, go get it. Get it where books download it, buy it, whatever you gotta do, get this thing. It's a great, great book. Get it. And uh Brother Phil, thank you for coming on here and uh blessings to you. Listen, I encourage you. Uh, Not only support Phil in the woods with Phil Robertson, you want to get it. Well, here's what you got to do. You got to go to com slash what's what's the deal on. Is it Phil is Phil com slash Phil. Go get it and uh, just sign up. You don't want to miss out. I know that 99 percent of the people who get on Blaze TV, they're there for politics. They're there. They want to see people stir things up from a libertarian or conservative perspective and all these things. But you know what? There's more to Blaze TV and I encourage you. If you want to be inspired, you want to be encouraged, you want to learn, you want to have your soul fed, you're going to get things from Phil. If you want to laugh and chuckle and and say, "Man, that guy's an idiot," well then you need to watch Graham Allen. But besides that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but besides that, there's some there's some really good insightful intellectual things and that's on my show. Thought humor me, but but I I, just come support us. We're trying to put all the voices together in one place and bring them in. And I promise you, not only have we grown, but we're growing, and and it's going to be a good, good thing. Don't rely on the Zuckerbergs of the world to bring you the truth; they're not going to do it. Don't don't look at Twitter. Don't look at Instagram and all these social media platforms that are silencing conservatives and believers and people of faith. Get on Blaze TV because we're not censored. And I know there's people that say, well, you know, you had, fun. look, no, I'm just telling you, God has put together a, a tribe of people that have the same heart, the same vision, the same desire to make this country what it should be. And that is a great, great place, the greatest nation that's ever existed in the history of man and certainly on the earth today. So for Puppet Master Mark, Candice Queen of the Ethiopians, Bougie Sean, who you can't see over there, Hot News Natalie and Party Foul Steve, who on his behalf, we're repenting daily and believing God for a miracle that he'll. Yeah, but for the grace of God, there goes Steve. (laughs) Brother Phil, thank you. I love y'all. God bless you. Keep subscribing and tuning in. We'll talk to you next time.